Welcome to episode nine of Hung Up season two. I'm Aiden. I'm Matt. This week we're talking about textiles, fashion, and a really sick exhibition in Fairfield. But first up, we're going to do a fit check. All right, you go first. I was going to say you go first. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. Starting from the top, mm-hmm. we've got the same haircut as the last time we checked in, uh-huh. but it's just a little bit longer and people keep commenting on it. So just had like nice straight, I kind of look like a guy from like the DMAs or something. Yeah. Like, well, and also it looks like, I think like a week ago when you were stressing about it, mm. it was like in a weird growth phase mm. and now it's like short you know, it's gotten past a weird moment. Let the record show that I don't recall stressing about it. You're stressing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and then below that, we've got um, this uh, Nike SB jumper. I actually don't know what SB stands for. but um, Skateboarding, dude. That's oh, why I called you a skater today. Now I get it. You fucking idiot. Fucking hell. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, Sam, my old flatmate, got this for me from Vinny's, where he's working. It's great. It's like three sizes too big for me. It's nice. And then we've got... Um, uh, my same hexagon belt. It's like the same fit, basically. It's the same fit, but people don't remember. <laughs> and then I've got, so I got this like sick, like Western vibes belt. And then my favorite pair of pants in the world, which have actually just had their like, I'm going to call it their second last wash of their lifetime. <laughs> I wash them because I keep dropping like crap on them. I don't wear them at work, but you know, things happen. Mm. Um, and baby, no, sh- no socks, no underwear on today. It's a Sunday. <laughs> Also, we're not allowed to wear shoes in your room anymore, right? Oh, is that a rule? Yeah. I thought that's what you said. You were like, shoes off. Well, and so now yeah. it fits a shoeless. Like, whatever. Yeah, it's true. Fine. It's, a, it's a level playing It's field. a La Nina thing. Like, because okay. it's yeah. raining all yeah. the time. Okay, I don't cool. want people tracking mud in here. Fair. Yeah. Fair. All, right. all right, your turn. My turn. Beyond Whoa. Skate Shop Blue Socks. Whoa. So skate Shop in uh, Perth. Very cool. Carhartt Cargos, just the straight up black ones. With like the drawstrings. Yeah, with the, the drawstring. I never like tighten them or anything, but I'm really enjoying these pants at the moment. I've got this like um, <laughs> shirt from Depop. It's like a white shirt and it's like got a big loud logo on it. I'm trying to remember it without looking at it. Mobile. Or it's like sponsored by mobile, but it's like mobile or, mobile, mobile or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, what does it say? Like St. Patrick's-, Patrick's Day Run for the Blind, yeah. 18th annual. Oh, 1997. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. And, it's and then on the back, it's got like all these funny, like, I guess, American sponsors. Yeah. Like, Who's wait, do you want back? to do a spin? Yeah. We'll read some off. We've got um, Hula Hands. We've got. KOST 103.5 FM, <laughs> The Daily Breeze. <laughs> it's so cute. True. I've got some. Uh, How much I got you pay some, for that thing? I think it was like 40 bucks. I don't know. I it's want more. Good. But yeah. I got some nice, um, also in my hair, mm. some nice Oribe Curl Cream. Oh, Do you know that brand? No. So this shit's called like Oribe. And I was thinking, it's kind of like an old world thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's from like the 90s. Don't oh. really know. But he was like the first guy to like turn hair products into like big fashion mm. so like what he did was he's like i want this shit to look really nice like mm-hmm. the packaging mm-hmm. and the uh like it's in this like nice green bottle and it has like a emblazoned like logo or like a badge on uh-huh. the thing like it's like three-dimensional yep. yep. and yeah Whoa. so he was embossed. like yeah embossed yeah so he's like i think he's a french guy and he became like in that scene of like you know hair care products yep. for like the rich and famous and yeah. he also put these like really nice scents in them huh. like that was kind of one of his vibes he's like it's no not shit. just it's not just the look it's also the smell wow so yeah i'm fucking with some of that today cool i yeah, didn't actually good. add any in i just um had some in yesterday <laughs> okay I see, and then yeah. just a little bit of water because it's like too expensive to true you kind I mean, of it goes it for a couple days yeah, you're only taping it no one can tell like you're just taping a podcast today, yeah exactly so. <laughs> yeah so yeah there you cool. go there's a little story about my, my hair okay great fit check yeah. complete 
All right, cool. Yeah, so yesterday I was out in Fairfield at the uh, Fairfield City Museum and Gallery for a textiles exhibition called In the Fibre of Her Being. It was a really sick show curated by Sarah Rose. Um, you couldn't come. You were busy mm -hmm. doing some of your own textile shit mm -hmm. that I want to hear about. Um, so I had to take our roving correspondent, Adam D, <laughs> who's your uh, body double. <laughs> um, indistinguishable. Indistinguishable. Um, yeah, so I, I want to get into that. I'm going to give us like the, the boots on the ground take. Mm -hmm. And then they produced a really lovely like catalog of images and words. So you got like a kind of mediated take. Mm, it's great, yeah. Um, but yeah, I came over to your place this morning for coffee and breakfast and I just saw... Like sewing machine, workspace, <laughs> ironing board, like 30 pa pairs of pants. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what the fuck were you doing yesterday? Why couldn't you come yeah. to the show? <laughs> um, I actually somehow like um, actually got the job of um, doing alterations for a vintage shop downstairs. I've been chatting to this guy, um, Baz, at The Wild Merchant. And um, yeah, we just like we've we've been talking about clothes and fashion and textiles literally since he moved in there a couple of years ago or whatever. And he was like, looking at my this same pants from the fit check my favorite pants and he's like show me show me that and i showed him my um the hem and he's like do you want some work doing that and i was like yeah fucking yes i do so that's what i've been doing i've just been like folding up hems and like ironing them and then like i just did a, the first run of like i think five or ten hems like sewn on and they're looking good i like it yeah, he, he wants like he's got like these uh army issue pants that we're turning into like stubbies <laughs> yeah they're like what, what's that color like it's a very like iconic aussie color yeah i was saying it like you're fucking yeah it's like a workman's blue yeah workman's yeah. blue exactly yeah. with your boots and your fucking beer it's and your perfect yeah, 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 yeah they're yeah. beautiful they're nice they're totally gonna be around in summer true Fuck yeah so yeah we're gonna see a whole bunch of like nice butts walking around with with my hems <laughs> under the butt you know uh, Isn't shit that cool? dude yeah Fuck yeah. Dude, quick side point. Yeah. I was at cafe this morning and yeah. I saw like a guy like with his dad yeah. and he was in the tightest pair of <laughs> denim shorts I've ever seen. But like, here's the twist. Yeah. He was like a lad. So he had like Whoa. big bum bag, like yeah. Nautica hoodie, yeah. big like tribal-esque tattoo up Whoa. his calf. Yeah. Like maybe five or six inch shorts Whoa. so fucking tight That's like they were so absolutely funny. like anaconda <laughs> gripping the his fuck? like peachy white thigh and uh. then he had like slick shaved legs Whoa. and like tns or some kind of tn what thing and like a black eye Whoa. So, but you know, have you seen that what? shit before? That was like a kind of like an, I think, a older generation of like lad. Yeah. You know, I've been around some people like in the UK that kind yeah. of fucked with that, like the yeah. really tight I've shorts. I've never seen that before. Oh, really? That's yeah. so cool. I think yeah. you're going to say guys walking around with the black eye. I was like, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, you've seen that shit. But the <laughs> yeah. really tight shorts, but you're like a gangster. Yeah. Mm, That's crazy. Yeah. So I guess also, like, I mean, I don't want to go on too many tangents, but we were like <laughs> in Parramatta on, was it Thursday? Thursday yeah. yeah. For like Parramatta Lanes to see, like, we saw like a bunch of people, but I really wanted to go see like JC, A Girl, mm. Della Wu. Yeah. And we were just fucking like gobsmacked the whole yeah. time by just like the fashion. Yeah. Like it was fucking yeah. awesome. The outfits were fucking 10 out of 10. Like yeah. everyone had a sick outfit on. Yeah. But also, it didn't feel like when you're in like a Newtown pub where everyone's like, 
judging each other's outfits like just everything was cool you know mm. it was just totally fine we were totally fine they were totally fine everyone that like we saw was just looking fly as fuck it was so cool and like um i was like drawing our attention to everyone's shoes i was like look at those shoes look at those shoes look at those heels look at those fucking clogs it was awesome yeah you said something that was really nice on the night that i've been thinking of a little bit which was you know because it was de- definitely a like streetwear dominant aesthetic mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like way more than you would see in Newtown on For like sure. a Saturday night. Yep. And it really felt cool to, f- to feel this like <sighs> cultural, I don't know, just like there's a, because sometimes it feels like you've got Newtown or nothing. Mm. Like Newtown's such a dominant mm. culture of yep, like. That aesthetic is just, yeah. yeah. Um, so it was really nice to go to Para and see like this other flourishing, mm. I guess, could you call it a subculture? Or, but a you said like. Or something. Yeah, like what a did scene. I say? Well, you said like this shit is actually happening here. Yeah. Like the streetwear stuff. You're like, oh, it makes yes. so much sense here. Yes. It's happening here. What I said was that like, like, yeah, th- like, oh, fuck, what did I say? What I said was that, you know, these outfits are actually being enacted. Yeah. Like, and like that the, the streetwear stuff was actually going on. Whereas like, I don't know if, if I wore that in Newtown, it would kind of feel like I was playing at that or something. Yeah. Maybe. Which I mean, that, that isn't necessarily wrong or something. Mm. I mean, it's hard to say, mm. but you know, it felt really nice to have that like cohesion. Mm. I think that's what I was feeling. Like there was a real sense of a scene and mm. like, that's a huge part of fashion, right? Totally. It's like, you know, this like communal sense. Totally. Yeah. And yeah, but there was just, I mean, do you remember, is there any like fits that you wanted to talk about? Like, yeah. Let's pull a couple out of the old brain bank. Yeah. There was one guy that was wearing like this really beautiful, like oversized flannel shirt with like contrasting flannel patterns on it. Yeah. And then like, um, similar pants to what you're wearing. Like, I think he might've had drawstrings at the bottom of them too, but then just these like chef's clogs, Yes, you know? And then there was guys there, like mates of his that were wearing like full on like Nike, almost like a bomber jacket and like sick techie pants and like Nike TNs or something. (laughs) Um, there was one guy, um, that was wearing like, um, from the bottom up, it was like, um, one of those shoes that I'm, I keep talking, I keep sending you pictures of these shoes. I'm like, should I get these oh, ones? Oh yeah, they're oh, like yeah. Italian loafers. They were like, yeah. So they were wearing like loafers and then um, white socks and then like beautiful brown, like khaki pants and then a, a white singlet and like a sick shirt that was kind of like half off, you know, like, mm. and then like a beautiful necklace and then sick big earrings, you know? Yeah. And everyone looked so fucking happy and yeah. so calm and so happy to be there. And yeah. the energy was just fucking beautiful. It was, it was so of, cool. It was so cool. A bit of a post COVID yeah. thing maybe. And yeah. like, I guess this like lanes thing, like it was in a kind of, I don't know, what do you call that? Like an open air space. Mm. Like it wasn't in a club or anything. Yeah. Yeah. It had a bit of like a community. It was like, in you know, like, it's a bit tack, like yeah. you have it to was get in checked like, in at like this yeah, shitty totally. festival. Yeah. Yeah, it felt like a mini festival and it was in, they had like one funny food truck and then it was in like the kind of big plaza that they have at the front of an office building or a library. Exactly. And then like the city workers who were there, like we were joking, they were like, all seemed really stoked to be there. And <laughs> yeah. I was joking, I was like, they're like normally just like picking up cigarette butts with like yeah. two pigeons. And like tonight it's like this sick crowd of like happy, beautiful people. And they were like so filming, great. like the dude was yeah. like in you know, a council so cleanup and he yeah. was like recording. It was beautiful, um, yeah. Yeah, it was oh. a really special night. And it was really cool to kind of, I don't know, this whole Western Sydney thing. I don't really know how to categorize. Like, I'm not from there. I don't really like, you know, I'm not even from Sydney. Sure. But I know that it felt like it definitely felt special. And mm. people felt like they'd been working for something. Yeah. And like, that they were creating something. Yeah. I saw so many people that like knew each other. And, yeah. Like you bumped into people we knew. Like yeah. it was really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But like, it's funny because um, that, that night was a good like, 
point to like check in on our like fashion radar, our fashion graph. Like we've always been talking about fashions and like for years, but um, if you kind of look at that versus like the um, show that we went and taped, uh, the Embroiderers Guild, it was like way back in season one or whatever. Um, it's it's like we're still interested in it and we're actually know more about it now and we're even more interested in it. It's just cool to see this kind of trajectory, you know, even in the theory of it, like we're actually expanding our knowledge about that. Yeah, I thought this kind of, the, you know, that was probably the first, you know, all textile show I'd seen. Mm. So yeah, I forget what it was called, but there was a few works that mm. blew our mind back then. Yeah. You know, you'd kind of, we kind of positioned it as you dragging me mm, along as like true. the bratty child because you're just obsessed with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it was like me, I was also acknowledging that, you know, I think we did an episode where we spoke. We spoke about uh, in this season how we like to look at art, mm. and yeah, we had a few. Um, you know, what would you call them? Like metrics or yep. like you know things that you can improve. We like had a skills. framework. Yeah. yeah, a little framework like with skills, and I think one of them was like I don't know engaging with materials or mediums that you find difficult. Mm. So don't just being like ah oh, fuck it, I don't like embroidery or fuck it, I don't get photography. It's like give it give yourself some time to wrestle with it true and i thought this was a really nice like bookmark for myself and for us to mm -hmm. check in and say like okay 6 months later you know how am i feeling about fashion how am i feeling about textiles mm. and so this exhibition like in her fib in the fiber of her being mm. for me it was like a really nice um yeah, just a nice check checkpoint yep. to say, okay, like I've fucked with this. Totally. I can now get more out of it. I'm now more comfortable with it. And yeah, like that's a, that's a nice thing to see, you know. Mm. Let's let's get into it then. Yeah. This yeah. this um essay in the in the sort of show catalog. Yeah, so this essay is called Becoming Her. Um, by Sarah Rose, who curated this show. Mm. And we kind of just read over this this morning together, and it's it's really awesome. You know, I mean, at a really high level, it's talking about, I'd say, two things, like the like this analogy between textile craft and the body mm. and being embodied, mm. right? And there's lots of beautiful analogies she's drawing. And then there's also like a feminist kind of, uh, I guess, take and critique mm. of, you know, uh, a devaluing of women's labor in mm -hmm. textiles. Yeah. That's like the super high overview of this essay. T totally. Right? And she also adds like, um, as well as that like continuum with the body and textiles, this kind of like textiles and the body and then spiritual world stuff mm. too. Okay. So the essay starts with cotton, linen, wool, polyester, silk, Fiber is felt in nearly every aspect of our lives, and for some is an intrinsic part of their being, attributing to cerebral and divine consciousness and an awareness of self. I'm just going to jump into this one quote that like really stuck out to me. Mm. So here's a quote from like a few paragraphs later. It comes from a like the title of, of this part of the essay is, but what is it that we are made of? Mm -hmm. I'm jumping ahead a little, but you know, so it goes from birth to death, Fiber operates as a silent witness to the rhythms and routines of our everyday lives. Revealing and concealing our identities, it performs a vital role in mediating the constantly shifting relationships between the self, others, and the world we inhabit. Oh my God, so good. Like, stop, just stop. There's like so much in that already, you know? Um, like the um, silent witness thing I love. Um, I just think about like wear on clothes and like it's so funny because we, we know that kind of... Um, uh, denim trend of like 
people when, I, I wonder when they even started it but like it's always been a thing you know in our lifetimes people like distressing jeans i was thinking yeah too i was telling you about like my neighbor's undies on the line like <laughs> i live in like an apartment <laughs> and with like a shared um hills hoist yeah and i just see these pair of undies like you know this tradies undies that look like they've been worn for like half a decade <laughs> yeah, totally. like i could see the fuck through that <laughs> and we were saying like see the shroud of the image of jesus's face on there. <laughs> yeah exactly um how yeah like particularly like undies and like you know what Whatever, that yep. whole class of garment socks and shit, yep. you know, are really bearing this like silent witness of your body mm. in this way. Yeah. They, you were saying to me, they like, no, they know stuff about you, you yeah, know, exactly. that, that maybe other people don't know. 100%. Yeah. Silent witnesses to the rhythms and routines of our everyday lives. I like, I love how she's positioning, like just sort of our relationship to clothes and textiles here, because she does go on later to talk about the kind of non-discursive as in like non non-verbal language of textiles and it, my first reaction was like wait a second but uh, you know she's right actually I, i'm pretty sure there's you know weavings from i don't know thousands of years ago maybe around the time or before the time that we started actually talking to each other you know and at the very least they've evolved like together language and and you know textiles um so there's that i, I like I, you know I, I like how she's positioning them as this kind of enduring um kind of I wanted to say object but it's like this enduring um structure in our lives like this tradition or structure or what's another word I'm looking for it's this kind of relationship almost like to a living being that we we as you know cultures have had since forever and then like just our sort of um our, our kind of social concept of it like how it reveals and conceals our identity and then our kind of bodily you know relationship with it it like you know it smells us it like it hugs us all the time and it and it's sort of it, it's private it's a privacy screen too or it's not you know it's revealing man this essay really like is turning me on more to fashion like <laughs> yeah no of course i mean that's like that very like thing has been something i've been trying to wrestle with for so long was like I felt like, I know this shit was so big and expansive and it's everywhere. And right now it's like tripping me out being in your room. You got like towels and all these shirts with different textures and mm. like fucking guitar bag. And then mm. like, fuck, there's so many fibers. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's fiber everywhere. It's so intense. Yeah. The carpet, like yeah. we're fucking, especially yeah. you, because you're fucking, it's I'm, like your I'm decoration. A, it's true. I'm a, I'm a fabric guy. Fabric cultivist. Yeah. yeah. Um, you were kind of saying something earlier about like, what do you, what do you feel like, about, what do you think about like being a guy, mm. you know? like coded as as like you know amab cis yeah. white guy yeah. doing yeah. like um textile stuff and i thought that was a really interesting question because i sort of i think about it a lot but i, I never really like investigated or like a challenge myself about it you know um but yeah thinking about like what another quote in that um essay the kind of um she's talking about it as invisible women's work you know historically and today yes like even like i bet you half of the stuff no not half of the stuff a lot of the stuff in this room was made by like you know totally underpaid like un unrecognized like heavily burdened like probably women workers in like yeah. third world countries or whatever yes and yeah i think that's a really cool thing to keep in mind you know it's like I've got the like fun Instagram version of it, you know, mm. I like I, that hemming job that I'm doing for Baz, like, you know, I'm not doing that to feed my family, <laughs> you yes. know, I'm doing it to like feed my soul or something. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's really cool. I guess I wanted to read this quote because there's kind of like two 
like I don't know big lines of like feminist inquiry running through this mm. like yes it's kind of funny and you might get some certain takes of like oh you're doing this like you're doing mm -hmm. whatever mm. Uh, textile work like as a dude mm. Um, but then, the, yeah, to like give you the full quote, this is from uh, this writer, Janice Jeffries, and it goes, Janice De Jeffries describes women's work as follows. Textile work is perceived as labor-intensive, slow and painstaking, and yet, in a double twist, rendered and devalued as invisible women's work, mm. non-work or non-productive labor. Mm. And you walk into a show like this, like in the fiber of her being, or, you know, the one at the Embroider's Guild, mm. you know, you would got like basket weaving and and just one of the first things you see like in contrast to some of the i would say more trendy styles mm. of art making mm. like you know it's pretty fucking trendy just to slap like i don't know what do we see like a fucking soccer ball with text, a camera on it text like in, ne in neon <laughs> or text in neon or something yeah. something that's completely abstracted like the mm. it's i think you know even all the way back when i first started like i took my first art history course yeah and you know i was kind of bombarded and indoctrinated with a lot of like west western art history mm. matisse bullshit mm. you know i don't know if we said but like the ag is having like their biggest the matisse, matisse show ever yeah, ever. yeah. like whatever i'm probably gonna go see it <laughs> <laughs> um nah i like matisse uh, yeah but yeah what I, what i want to say is like i remember when i was like 18 or 19 thinking that like this shit was dumb like mm. thinking that like textile work mm. and like really? uh, yeah. yeah like yeah. baskets and stuff were yeah. dumb i thought they were like they didn't have aesthetic value mm. and that's kind of I don't know, like it's a pretty fucked up position. Mm, yeah. But it was also like, I think what the art world had done. It mm. was like crafts and jewelry making is not cool. It's mm. not valuable. Like what's cool is like, you True. know, concepts concepts, and yeah. like abstracting labor. And they're yes. like, oh my God, bro, you care about labor value yeah, in exactly. artworks. Like, that's so tacky. That's yeah, so like. True. The labor is like a big sort of elephant in the room of that A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it was even this thing of like, people that couldn't uh, comprehend conceptual work were mm. dumb. Mm. Like, you know, they needed to see labor yeah. value yeah, yeah, in yeah. the work to see its worth. True. Like abstract painting, right? Cool My kid could do this. Yeah. Uh, they're saying like, there's no labor value in there that I can quantify. Mm. And that is kind of a double bind with this stuff. Cause I yes. also don't want to say like, this embroidery is good because it was so painstaking. Right. Cause that's kind Fair of boring. Enough. But yeah, yeah, it was interesting to throw mm. back to me. I remember walking past a gallery somewhere and yeah. seeing the show and being like, yeah. oh, it's like a crime. <laughs> show like i'm good we're gonna finish this season being like fully into hyper realistic pencil drawings like <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be like wow look at the labor that's cool i like that the um trajectory of like contemporary art being more and more abstract does feel like it sort of it needs a correction somewhere along the line right and um yeah i think there's this is a good example of interesting ways of like thinking about and including labor as one of the elements of, you know, the, the sort of constellation of elements at show, um, in a show like this. Yeah. But um, I mean, yeah, like, like all the work that we've really loved, like even, mm. you know, painting and stuff, mm. most of the work we've seen this year has had a lot of labor value. True. In it, you yeah. Know? It's Maybe, like this yeah. beautiful mix of conceptual yeah. and laborious. Maybe it's a little bit old fashioned to like think of contemporary art as just like, yeah, a blank canvas and oh my God. My kid I could do feel that like there's been a pretty solid pushback like yeah. over the last five, 10 years True. to True. like seeing the value of, you know, Hmm. you know this 
labor as mm. well as concept. Yeah. It's not that cool to be like, oh, I didn't put any work in. Like, it's just a fucking, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I spat, I spat in this cup. Yeah, I spat in this cup. I sold yeah. this banana. Yeah. Like, that was actually a work. Makes, I think some so guys, angry. some yeah, guy ate like the 100K banana. <laughs> How old was the banana? That's gross. No, it was a good fresh banana. Oh, it was a fresh banana. It was like 100K. Right. It was taped to the wall at the some fucking like Viennale or something. There's yeah. actually a pretty cool the artist Viennale. that sold a glass of milk for like 60K. It's pretty good. Yeah, this yeah. black dude. He was like, I just wanted to see if I could. And this I was is like, clever. Yeah, yeah fuck yeah, it. I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we talk about some works in the show? actually a peace-loving guy anyway so now we're gonna get into some of the works and there's like a shitload of awesome works we can't talk about them all but we picked a couple yep uh the first one we wanted to talk about was the Chanpi desert weavers and then i'll just read the blurb from the exhibition catalog uh Chanpi Desert Weavers, Chanpi meaning wild grass, is an award-winning, indigenous-governed and directed social enterprise. Chanpi empowers over 400 women across a 350,000 square kilometer area of the tri-state region of NT, SA and WA to earn an income and remain in their communities on country. These works are baskets in the form of uh, like almost like Greek vases um, and another couple of like forms of basket. Um, you were actually there, so it'd be cool if you like talked a little bit about them. But um, yeah, the, the the thing that kind of strikes us about them, I think, is um, the sort of play between these uh, disparate sort of elements, like the native grass, and then this funny ancient Greek form with kind of modern, almost like hyper modern, like neon colors. Like this this vase I'm showing you now, it's like got that kind of like fluoro pink at the bottom of it. Yeah, there's. There's a lot of cool stuff going on, yeah, with the colors. One of the things that I loved being there in person was, like, the bias, like, the lean. Mm. That just felt, like, really exciting mm. and interesting to me, this real, like, mark of handmadeness. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it was interesting because in the show, so we're looking right now at, like, one of these colorful woven vases. Mm. And then if you go up one picture, mm. next to it was just this, you know, one without any color like mm. what color is that that's just, just like plain grass color like an yeah. undyed fiber yeah and that was really beautiful as well mm. um a couple of them have uh like these kind of emu feather rims which were really cool like mm. i remember standing in front of them and feeling like something very immediate about mm. the way that like those like you know feathers are like these unprocessed mm. you know it makes you like how often are you like standing something like, you know, like these, especially emu feathers. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like we were talking before about like the wool making process mm -hmm. and we're talking about, you know, yeah. industrial yeah. Um, processing production. of textiles, yeah. but yeah. like standing in front of something that really does feel like elemental, like a feather. Mm. Um, that was, I know, that felt really exciting to me. Yeah. And uh, there's one on the wall here. Yeah. I'm not sure if we got like a clear picture of it, mm. but it's kind of like it's a, I know what you call it. It's quite like a hollow basket. It's a shallow basket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. A shallow basket. Yeah. And it's being propped up on the wall, almost like, you know, it's for like display. Mm. Like a, you would, you know, if you were using it or something to carry something, you'd hold it like flat, mm -hmm. but it's like been propped up mm. almost ornamentally. And like, I don't know, like maybe it could be, it could also function that way. And for sure. obviously when we start talking about like, you know, like uh, I don't know, 
artifying mm. objects that have practical concerns. Domestic exactly. pro- uh, objects. Yeah, that's the They've thing. Interesting. While you were saying that, I'm, I'm looking at these the construction of these things, and I, they look strong. Mm. You know, like this these these um, sort of Greek-looking urns, you could probably fill them with rocks and carry the rocks around. Not that that's what people do usually, I guess, with them, but that like that's so cool about it, the sort of domestic, like that... that um, question of durability you know like you want your fucking work jeans to be sat on a thousand times twenty thousand times or whatever yeah and yeah i love that sort of um combination of this like beautiful fine form with like serious rugged <laughs> durability um 100%. yeah i think that's a beautiful intersection of of ideas that was something that we didn't really talk about in our sort of intro segment to this show is like the domesticity of of all this stuff like textiles having a place in the home sort of primarily first you know yeah i think this would be a really cool um point just to bring in i want to bring in like a local writer and critic neha kale we were reading their essay on uh the saturday paper um it was called like in the fiber of of her being, which is the exhibition show, mm. has a really beautiful, like, short kind of, I don't know what you would call it, just, you know, a piece about the yep. the history, like, you know, the feminist history and the feminine history of, of this work, mm. but also just a, I don't know, like a, a very considered take on, mm. you know, the aesthetics and, and the art. Yeah, in that essay, Neha says, uh, speaking about these works... Here, female artistry isn't a solo endeavor, but an act of collaboration carried out with country itself. Mm. And yeah, that kind of stuff, it felt, yeah, it felt there was something kind of special. Like I was drawn to those works mm. and it does feel like, I don't know, as an Australian dude, mm. there's some something special in like when I'm in, engaging with like indigenous art or indigenous mm. poetry, like it feels mm. like a moment for me to learn in a way that I don't think I could in any other way. Totally. Right? Yeah. And that feels really like, I don't know if exciting is the right word, but... I don't know. It feels very like special. Mm, and, and, it is special. But yeah, but it's not. It's not even in like a school fucking excursion way. Like I ought to like this yes, shit. Yes. It's also like genuinely doing like art and world shit in yes, a powerful way. For sure. And I was just thinking like when we introed this, we were like, oh, you know, this is quite practical like in the brochure they're saying this collective allows for these women to like have Mm. a living and Mm. remain in country Mm. and maybe to the point i was making before where like you know at a certain like you know super other end of it like super privileged like conceptual art Mm. all practical concerns are considered like un Mm. unworthy Unworthy. yeah you're like that's lame like you care about like making a living (laughs) yeah but you know as like we get older as well you realize that this burden of like art and living yeah it never goes away totally Um, and that feels like it ties into the stuff you're saying about these objects coming from the domestic have a function Mm. but also being presented in an art gallery a contemporary artified art gallery yeah um, definitely some super interesting play with yeah. like art economy. Yeah. What you a know. beautiful continuum to have yeah. all in one work. You know? Yeah. So cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's fucking sick. Wow. Yeah. Um, we really liked the Neha Kale article. Um, we'll link to it. I think it's paywalled, but it's worth checking it out. I yeah. think it's a really cool take. Pay for the subscription. Yeah. Okay. So um, it goes on. Um, Fiber is tactile and intimate linked to our first and f- most formative impressions. There are no wall texts in the exhibition, which we, we like <laughs> that a lot. Yeah. While there's a feminist logic in stamping textiles made by women with the imprimatur of the art world, as in the kind of official sanction of the art world, this show is led by another impulse. It invites the viewer to see the works as gifts or offerings, acts of creation that are less interested in masculine hierarchies and more in the fabric of the everyday. 
it's a really like fucking exciting idea, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I think you spend yeah. part of your career when you get into this like art world. I call it a career, but like you get into the art world, and mm. like I think the naive impulse is to like see how you can fit yourself in and how you can win mm. in the current paradigm. You're like, totally. how can I say the right things and wear the right things? And, yeah. You know, how can I like buy expensive What's art and sell niche? expensive yeah, art? Yeah. Yeah. What's my fucking niche? Yeah. But like. Uh, and it's so hard to like believe in this stuff, like that mm. this stuff could exist. Yeah. And like, I think we've even gotten scared. Like it's become, it's like lame to speak like this because it's like hippie <laughs> and like <laughs> uncool and not rooted in reality, right? Sure. Um, but I think like reading that, like, you know, that's like, this is what the white pube are screaming about. Like mm. if we really let ourselves believe in a possibility of this, mm. like it's exciting. Yes, it is exciting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's It's so cool to just see this kind of thing going on. It's not like like yeah stuck in a kind of almost like a competitive like arms race you know it's just like it, it is what it is and and yeah like the the offering gifts you know like that's so fucking cool yeah it's interesting too because it's kind of like these institutions i wonder if they feel uniquely australian in the same way like these like kind of out west like small institutions mm. like the um gallery host told me there'd been like six people <laughs> yeah. as a saturday and right. they were like right. that was a busy day right so it's interesting because we're not in a fucking super commercial gallery you know, yeah. museums yeah. especially like small mm. like what, what do you call these like almost like regional museum yeah, yeah. vibes almost, like, yeah. like dude they gave me a fucking suburban. cup of tea at the front oh, yeah like a suburban fuck. they're yeah. like help yourself to tea out that's of like so a shitty like motel that's so um, sweet. like square that. porcelain cup like <laughs> we were walking around the <laughs> exhibition no it was fucking beautiful <laughs> and it was actually good tea it was like Melbourne breakfast from T2 it was oh, really yeah. delicious I had like Whoa. these nice vanilla notes that's like government money that's like government, government bucks um but yeah, I don't know. It was a very special exhibition. I really liked it. And it, it's nice to read this essay and realize that you really can't, like, you know, all this context and history, like, it's real. You can't ignore it. Mm. It's nice to go into the white cube and, mm. like, but this is not that. Like, mm. this also, across from this exhibition, had, like, yeah, a bunch of, like, really, pre- like, a printing press and, mm. like, a fucking anvil from the 19th century right. and, like, a Victorian oh, schoolroom. The, the uh, museum The museum part, part yep. of it, you I know? See. So yep. there wasn't, like, this, you know... Interesting. This is a fucking make-believe hmm. rich person art hmm. thing. Yeah. Anyway. The cool show for the pod. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's that's that. This is three artists that they have here. Um, Gillan Dodd, Puna Yanima, and Mrs. M. Bennett. Mm. Um, yeah, really cool work. I, I, I wish I hadn't missed it. And do you know what? If if you haven't seen it, it's too late. By the time this comes out, the show's finished. So Yeah, I got there on bad. the last day. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, there'll um, be more of this work around, I'm sure. For and sure. Like- this is a this is a, a sort of strand, a, a thread that continues uh, to sort of weave its way across Sydney's art scene, and yeah. we like to see it. We yeah. want to see more. Yeah. Don't stop. No. We should go back to the Embroiderers Guild and um. They actually have another show that I wanted to see. Great, fucking, we're it's on, dude. We're becoming the number this is one the, supporters. The number one fabric podcast <laughs> yeah. in Sydney. This week is Linda Sock uh, with their work, Mending Fragments of a Memory. You want to run me through what this looks like and then we'll get into some of the story behind it? Yeah, so it's got like patchwork quilt vibes, right? Mm. Like, it, And I believe it's like um, the artist's grandmother's um, kind of like leftover fabrics. Mm. Um, and the, the way it is, it's pretty cool. It's like three big kind of 
what do you panels call those? Yeah, I guess like panels um, that are being suspended. So like yeah, hung from the roof. They take up quite a lot of space. Like it's a good, I don't know, three or four meters across. Mm. And yeah, it has that patchwork aesthetic. And then like the um, pa- panels are like tethered together by these like strings of kind of, I don't know, gold, mm. like the fine chain. gold chain. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then... At, across the gold chain there's these little notches and they're these like beautiful little charms mm, yeah yeah like that like yeah beautiful little like good luck charms or like yeah. like i can see that's the like chili or horn like warding off the good eye charm and like little leaves or like spoons and like yeah just like beautiful little like trinkets and and um what are you pointing out here well, the fabrics are coming from all these different places, and yeah. most of them are like tr- traditional, like I know they're like patterns and things you would expect to see in a quilt. Yeah. And then there's one that's black and it has text and it says like PJ Platinum. Like yeah, it looks some like funny brand. Yeah. Some I feel funny like I would brand. see that in an airport or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was a funny, and it wasn't all over there like that. That was just I think one patch that mm. I remember that kind of, you know, contravened the rest of the aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. But it was exciting, man. I was really mm. I'd never seen something quite like this before. Yeah. It was, it was this very beautiful work. impactful um, when I was there. And I did. Those golden charms were something so artful because mm. they're small and they're like from this crafty world. Like I spent the morning in this fucking ridiculous antique shop. <laughs> and you know, you can sometimes just dig through like boxes of like yeah, knickknacks yeah, and like yeah. tchotchkes. And yeah. it was kind of like these golden ones of those yeah. that had been. And there was a lot of them in the work. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. What about what about you? I mean, you've only yeah. seen the pictures. But, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm admiring the attention to detail and the stitching. Um, hard to say if it's like done by hand or with a machine, but yeah, it's just got this beautiful like form to these sort of parallel double stitches to like join all the panels together. Um, and I love how there's a gap in one of these kind of quilts, a couple of them actually, it's just, it's really considerately put together. And then the sort of, um, that sort of, yeah, the, the play between the charms and how it's hanging and then the fabrics, the sort of, um, mix of fabrics and patterns it's just it's it's beautiful and then um when we go and read the um the fuck what is this fucking called? description when or like the this, artist statement yeah when we read the artist statement um there's this like story that a couple other the journalists reporting on this picked out too um which i'll read now the work looks towards piercing uh the work looks towards piecing together stories from my childhood, most significantly reflecting on a story about my grandmother. The story tells of her fleeing the Khmer Rouge genocidal regime with her gold jewelry sewn into the inside of her clothing, which in turn funded the means to pay for her and her children's safety. I mean, fuck. Like, that's, that's beautiful. Like, a, a lot of other people picked up on that story just because of that um, amazing, like... Um, and this links back to the stuff we were reading right at the top um, from Sarah Rose's uh, like essay at the beginning, the kind of connection between history and and your your everyday like that sort of intimate thing that you know the, the clothes have this knowledge of you. These are like these family secrets, you know, on display now in the gallery. And yeah, it's just it's so touching and and human. It's just really like such a solid idea and execution we love it yeah no no this was a total win and it was really fun to talk about and see what other people were thinking and writing Mm. yeah super fulfilling exhibition all right well that wraps up our gallery segment you have anything else you want to say that's it man
thanks for listening. Another episode in the books. I think next episode is going to be our last before we take the Christmas break. Yep. Um, True. Yeah. So get hyped for our last episode of the year. Mm-hmm. Speak to you in a couple of weeks. Yep. Couple. Yeah. A couple of weeks. Okay. Bye. See ya. <laughs> that was the weirdest. <laughs> Let's ever. do it again. Okay.